We've been in this series called God Overall, and basically what this series is about is through some through some things in our lives, just kind of a general look at, at some so many different things in our lives, some struggles, some challenges. What we've just been looking at how through all these things, through hurt, through hunger, through need, through uh, failure, we just see God is God overall, R- regardless of what's going on, regardless of what we're facing. I just believe that God is real, that God is with us, that God is in control of the lives that sometimes feel so shaky and out of control. And, and what I want to talk about tonight is God over our needs. And kind of the idea behind that is I think that sometimes our needs, the things that we feel like we need in this life, the things that are just kind of weighing on us, I just want to talk about these these needs and how through all of this, God has a plan, even though it feels like there's so much going on. How can I get to what I need, to what really matters in life? And so I want to talk about needs. And just thinking about needs, I, I kind of like this, that we can just kind of look out the window. If you get a little bored, I'm, I'm going to notice if you're looking out the window. But I, I was looking out the window earlier, and there's this lady that was just looking exhausted. Like, she just looked like she needed a nap, all right? Maybe maybe you need a nap today. Maybe that's something you need. And I don't know what it is, but I want to talk about needs. And, and so if I can can, um, uh, I might talk about something that's a little bit uncomfortable for some of you. It's okay. We'll, we'll just get through. But I, I don't know if you've ever been in this situation. It's about to happen. You don't even realize it. But um, have you ever been at a friend's house, like a party or something, and you needed to go number two? All right. All right. So we're going there. Just so we're clear. This is where we're going. All right. Prepare yourself. But I don't know if number two is like the mature Way to, way to talk about it. Is there a mature way to talk about it? I, I prefer number two. So I, I, was at, I was at a friend's house, and, and usually, usually what happens, if I go to someone's house, I try and never have to take care of this while I'm at their place. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you don't want to deal with that while you're at somebody's house. Some of you are looking at me like this never happens to you, but let's be honest, you're especially the ones that think, oh, I can't do this at their house. So, so I was thinking about this one time, and, and I was at my friend's house, and it was a party. There was a bunch of people there. Really the worst case scenario for this specific situation. And, and so I remember, I remember I'm with a group of friends, and, you know, I... I, I left for a little bit and and did what I need to do, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and and so I'm, uh, you know, uh, taking care of business. And I, I realize, if you've ever been in this situation, I realize there is no toilet paper in this moment. I'm I'm stranded. I'm I'm alone uh, on this island. Just just feel feel like this this is the worst possible situation ever. Maybe, maybe it's, it's not that big of a deal, but, but I just remember thinking, this is terrible. Like, th- this is not the moment that I wanted with my life. This is not living my best life, but I'm just, just thinking in this moment, what, what do I do? Like, like there, there's no, uh, there's no good situation, nothing I can do. So I'm like going through the cupboards, trying to find wh- whatever I can. And, and, and I just don't know. And, and, and honestly, 
Maybe this is too much detail, but honestly, if you've ever seen the movie Dumb and Dumber, you know that scene where he's like looking at the, the hand towel, all right? I'll be honest, it crossed my mind. But, but I'm looking around trying to figure out because I needed this in, in the moment and I just couldn't figure out what to do. I didn't really know how, how to handle it, exactly what was going on. So I decided I'm just going to go upstairs to the bathroom up there and and I go upstairs, and there's someone in the bathroom, like just so I'm just there waiting, like an idiot, and, and just standing outside the door, and you know, knocked knocked a few times, like this person's taking too long. What are you going number two at a party? And, and I'm just waiting in this moment. Finally, I go to the kitchen. You know, I I kind of waddle to the kitchen, if you know what I mean. <laughs> All right, so so I go to the kitchen and and just just talking, start talking to a few people, and um, someone starts a conversation with me, and re- really not not that excited to to get into a conversation because the moment that door opens, I'm out of this conversation, and I, I remember they they said this to me at this moment, and they go, "Hey, why don't you sit down?" And I was just like, "No." No, I just had leg day, you know. I don't want to don't want to mess up the blood circulation. Whatever that means, couldn't think of a better excuse at that moment, but finally the door opens and and I just 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 was thinking about this this for some reason. I, oh yeah, cuz because I think that sometimes when we have a need, we do some crazy things. Like when we feel like I, I need this, I, if I'm going to be satisfied, if I'm ever going to get this taken care of, I, I just think we kind of panic a little bit. Like if we don't have what we need in life, if we don't have what we feel like we need in a situation, I, I think that sometimes we kind of handle it a, a little bit crazy. Like, like we just kind of go with this mentality of I'll do whatever it takes to get this. Needs kind of pull out something a little bit crazy in our lives. And I want to talk about this. And, and I just believe this, that uh, sometimes when, when we follow God, it, it's almost like this tension between the needs and the desires of our own lives and, and, and really staying on track with the purpose and the plan that God has for us. I, I, I just think that sometimes our needs can, can kind of weigh us down and just kind of keep us from really stepping into what God has for us. And I think that sometimes there's just kind of this tension, this tension between, oh, I need this. I need to take care of this. I have this issue. I have this going on in my life. I need some help in this area. And there's this this tension between needing this and, and still following God. It's just kind of this this thing that kind of weighs us down and sometimes keeps us from really stepping into what God has called us to do. And it's almost like this balance between still still taking care of the needs of this world, but still stepping into what God has for us. And I've noticed this, especially with people your age, we, we kind of have this problem. This problem is we don't have enough money. We don't have enough uh, people in our lives. We don't have enough support. We just have these issues that that a lot of times we want to step into what God has for us. We want to go to where God wants us to go. We want to do great things. I just believe that most of us, probably all of us, really want to do amazing things with our lives. But, But the challenge that we face a lot of times is that we have this burden of 
needs. I, I need this. I, I just have this issue going on in my life. I, I want to talk about this idea. And, and, and I just think that a lot of times we, we think, well, when I follow God, it, I, I, if I'm really doing this right, why would I have these challenges? Like, why would all of this happen? Why would there be this relationship kind of holding me back? And I just think that we, we kind of have this confusion sometimes where we think that when we follow God, if we're doing it the right way, there's not going to be difficulty. There's not going to be challenge. But there's just as much, if not more, when we actually choose to follow God. I, I've just learned this. I've seen this in my life. I've seen it in so many people's lives that I respect that when they chose to follow God, a lot of times what they face is a test. And, and I want to look at this passage in Exodus 16. If you have your Bibles or if you have a Bible app, you can go there. Exodus 16. And I, I was kind of looking at this passage. And, and, and to be honest, it, it was one of those, those passages that I really hadn't spent much time on. Like it was just kind of something I learned back in Sunday school. If Anybody went to Sunday school, flannel graphs, anybody? You know what I'm talking about. And I just remember kind of learning this and looking back at this and, and never really understood this. And, and, and here's what I love about just reading the Bible. Sometimes when I'm reading through it, God will show me things in a way that I've never seen before. The more I read it, the more I realize how much I don't know, and, and I just get something deeper, something more real out of it. So I want to read this story in Exodus 16, verse 4. It starts out this way. I'm, I'm going to start in, in, in verse 4, if you want to look at that. The Israelites are complaining at this time, which kind of happened a lot, but it starts out this way. Then the Lord said to Moses, look, I'm going to rain down food from heaven for you. Kind of what's going on in this story is the Israelites just left Egypt. They were, they were in Egypt and arguably one of the most oppressive nations in the history of mankind. They, they were there for generations and generations. Finally, they got away led by this guy named Moses. And, and now they're complaining to Moses and, and they're frustrated that they're in the desert, that they're out of slavery, but they're in the desert and they're complaining. They're literally saying these words, I wish I could go back. And they say this, so I'm going to read this again in verse four. Then the Lord said to Moses, look, I'm going to rain down food from heaven for you. They've been needing food each day. The people can go out and pick as much food as they need for that day. Look at this. I will test them in this to see whether or not they will follow my instructions. I just think that that's kind of an important word. And I, I, I never really like that word when, when it, sometimes the Bible does say, I, I will test them. Get, God uses that word. And I'll be honest, I've never really liked that word, but, but I want you to understand this. What, what's going on in here in this passage? It's only a test. Sometimes what's going on, what what we're facing, what they were facing in this passage, it feels like this is the thing that's going to take me out. This is the thing that's going to ruin me. This is the thing that's going to destroy my life. But, but God is saying here, I, I'm going to do this as a test. It's not something that's going to ruin them. It's not something that's going to destroy them. But there's actually a purpose. Some, sometimes we don't realize this, but through that challenge, through that difficulty, God actually allows that to happen in our lives. 
lives because he wants to do something greater. The Bible teaches this, that it's through the testing of our faith that God builds character and character hope. It's through that challenge, through that difficulty, God develops something bigger and deeper inside of our lives. And so we kind of have this bad idea about a test a lot of times, I think. I mean, if we're honest, most of us, when we see the word test, it's not something we're excited about. Like, it's not enjoyable. People don't want to go through tests. It's just not something fun. But, but, but I've just learned this. And, and what I, what I kind of saw when I was reading this is that sometimes there's actually a reason for the difficulty. In fact, I believe that God can take any situation and turn it into good. But sometimes there are specific moments where God allows a challenge so that he can build your faith. He allows it. And I want you to understand what, what needs to happen in this test and why that is. But, but first, I want you to understand what needs to happen in, in this test. Our tendency, when we're in something difficult, when we're in something that we wish we weren't in, when we're looking at our, our, our lives and we're, we're thinking, this isn't where I want to be, our tendency is to go away from God. Our tendency is to get as far away. Our, our tendency is to back away and say, clearly, this isn't the direction that God has for me. Clearly, this isn't what God's plan is for my life. And a lot of times when we face a test, our tendency is to back away. But I believe that we're elevated when, when it's the hardest, when it's the least likely for us to do this. We're elevated when we lean into God. When we decide, I feel terrible today. I'm not excited about what's going on in my life, but I'm going to choose to worship. I just don't see why God is allowing this to happen, but I'm going to pray. I'm just going to keep believing that God's going to move. I'm just going to trust that God has something in source where I'm going to pray. I'm going to believe. I'm going to press in, even though this feels terrible, even though this moment is not enjoyable at all. I believe that God elevates those people that lean into him going against everything in their nature. I believe that God elevates those people that will lift him up when it's the hardest. And I also want you to understand this, that God wants to elevate you. Why is that important? Because every time that, that there's a test, it's a point where God wants to elevate you. Think about this. In school, like some, sometimes the tests seem a little bit useless, seem a little bit unnecessary, but the, the reason we actually take those tests is so that we can elevate to the next level, so that we can go to the next grade, so that we can go to the next section in the book. The, the reason for a test is always to elevate. And we have this bad connotation about a test and think, this is, this is just going to ruin me. This is unnecessary. But the reason for that test is actually to bring us to a higher capacity. I believe that God wants to take you farther. And the reason that you're facing something difficult, the reason that you have a test in your life is not because you, you took the wrong step, not because you're stepping in the wrong direction, but the reason that you have a test in your life is actually that God has something greater in store for you. And so to elevate you, he's going to allow this test to be in your life. God wants to elevate you. I just think we allow this so often to hold us back. 
This pain, this, this challenge, this, this person in my life, this, uh, this financial need, this, this issue. When things get tight, it's, it's just our tendency to start thinking, I, I may have made a mistake. Uh, maybe this wasn't the best idea. Maybe this isn't really my calling. Maybe I really shouldn't do this. I, I just believe when we step into what God has for us, a lot of times, and probably, and maybe, I don't know, but maybe every single time when God wants to elevate us, there might be a test. If God wants to take you farther, there's going to be a test. But you need to understand this. It's only a test. If, if God has called you to something more, he's going to find a way to bring you through it. He has a plan. He has a purpose. If you're facing that, he's going to allow you the way to get out through that challenge. I just think that God allows this to happen because he's looking for people that will be loyal regardless of a good situation or not. And sometimes I, sometimes I think this way. Maybe you think this way too, but sometimes I think God, God's God though. He, he doesn't need me to prove anything. But I was thinking about this, like with some of my closest friends, like I don't want friends that just want something out of me. Like just want the benefits of being my friend because there's so many, but um, I, I, I don't want friends that, that, are, that are always just, just trying to get something, whether it's money or, or, or status. I, I've just, I, I've just, I don't spend a whole lot of time with people that just want to get something out of me. Usually the, the people that I surround myself with are the people that are going to be loyal to me regardless of what I can give them. And, and probably your closest friends are those people that regardless of what's gone on, they stuck around. They've been those people that have been loyal, that have been real, that regardless of, of what's going on, they, they just stuck with you. And, and I just believe God has this way of sifting out something in our lives. When, when he wants to, to use someone, he allows that test to reveal, is this person going to be faithful? If they're faithful with this, they're going to be faithful with more. I just think that God allows that testing period to do something greater. It, let me explain it this way. It's not always rational to follow God. It's not, I just, some, sometimes I think we, we just can talk ourselves out of it, but maybe we should understand this. It's not always rational. Like you can usually find a, a good justification not to follow God. Is it rational to lift God up when it's the hardest? Is it rational to pray when, when life is not going really well? Is it rational to step into this career, this calling that you feel like God is calling you to do, even though it's not the best financial decision, even though it, it might be a little bit harder? It's not always rational to follow God. But it's always worth it. I've never regretted. I've never looked back and thought, man, I, I, just, I just trusted God too much. I've never done that. I've just never really looked back. The only moments that I regret are those moments where I thought, no, this can't work. I start to rationalize God, where I think that God allows something greater to go on that beyond our understanding. God allows that testing period to happen because he wants to do something greater in our lives. Testing is often seen as a negative thing, but the, the testing of our faith actually develops who God called us to be.
It's through that testing, it's through that challenge that God begins to elevate us. I want to read on, I'm going to skip all the way ahead to verse 19 and 20. But, but God speaks to Moses and, and he says, I'm going to give them food. He, he literally said this, I'm going to send quails to them. I'm going to give them manna. I'm going to give them this food. And the instructions were this. I'm going to give them this food. And what God said to them is that they're supposed to take this food, but not any extra. Like just take what they have for today, for, for this moment on, Sunday, on Saturday. They'll, they'll take it for today and the Sabbath. But, but God told them, just take the supply that they need at this moment. And so he said this. He said this in verse 19 and 20. Then Moses told them, do not keep any of it until morning. But some of them didn't listen and kept some of it until morning. But by then it was full of maggots and had a terrible smell. Moses was very angry with them, clearly. So, so God gave them this clear instruction. Okay, you take this food, but don't take too much. Don't take more than just today's supply. I want you to just stick with today. I want, want, want you to just use this. Trust me that I'm going to do this. But, uh, but I was reading this story, and I just, I just couldn't help but think, that's me. Like, if I'm in this situation, I'm going to be getting as much food as I can. I'm going to grab as much as I can while the getting's good and just grabbing all of this food. I, I can just kind of imagine myself, like, grabbing a whole bunch. I know Moses said not to do this, but I want food. I want to make sure I'm good. So I, I can just kind of imagine them rationalizing, well, we've been without food for so long. Why wouldn't we just take as much as we can at this moment? Because following God is not always rational. It's not always the easiest situation, easiest decision to make. But, uh, but I think that a lot of times we, we think, no, I just need to make sure that I'm okay. I just need to make sure that I'm good in this situation. I was thinking about this, uh, this other passage. If we want to jump to the New Testament, Matthew 6. Uh, I was thinking about this and and really, God, God was kind of speaking to me in this passage about money. And a lot of times I'm just saying, God, if I'm going to follow you, I just need this. Like maybe you've said something like that to God. God, if you really want me to do this, then here's what I need. Here's the situation. But I was reading this passage in Matthew 6, and I believe it's verse 19. I'm going to start. It said this, don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal and then here in verse 21 it says this where your treasure is there your desires of your heart will be also where your treasure is there the desires of your heart will be also, I was thinking about this, and this is nothing profound, but, but I was thinking about this, this idea that you can be a Christian, you can accept Jesus into your life, you can follow him, you can even be a pastor, and, and still have these thoughts of, 
I I still need this. If I'm really going to get through, I still need to have this. I I just think it's so easy to, to, yes, follow God, yes, to accept him, but still allow these things to direct us. Have you ever noticed this? Like we, we can choose to follow God. We can say all of the right things. We can uh, even believe it with all of our heart. But, but I think that a lot of times, even though we've accepted God, even though we've made that decision, I think that a lot of times we still think, oh, if, I, if I'm really going to be satisfied, I, I need this. I, I know God's all I need, but man, I still need this. I, I still want to make sure that I have this in my life. And I, I just came to this realization that so often we live our lives thinking, I still need this. We can follow God and we can accept him, but a lot of times we still have this need in our lives. A while back, I think God was was kind of sharing this idea with me and I grew up in church. I don't know about you, but I grew up in church and one thing that we talk about is giving the tithe to God. It's this Old Testament word that basically means giving 10% to God. And, and there's this teaching in the Bible that talks about giving the first fruits, basically giving this tithe is like the first 10%. And I never really understood that, to be honest. Like, I, I realize, okay, God wants me to trust him, so I'm going to give this 10%. But I never really understood this idea of giving the first fruits, or this this kind of... Uh, beginning and, and really kind of the mentality that I had for so long was this. I, I'm going to make sure that I'm good for this month. I'm going to make sure that everything's fine, that, that I got it in order, and then I'll give 10%. And, and really, I, I was good at giving the 10%, but I, I finally realized that, yes, I was doing this, but, but it was out of obligation. I still kind of realized I wasn't fully trusting God because I was making sure that I had everything in control, had this in savings, had this paid for, had this bill taken care of. But but at the end of the day, God was just kind of the afterthought. Okay, now that I have this, I can give what God wants. But but God started to share to me that maybe. Maybe God wants me to trust him at the start to allow him to work in my life and just believe that he's going to provide, make him a priority, and then everything else. And the passage continues. And I just think this is interesting because I think a lot of times we just go through this path, these steps, and think, Man, I just need to take care of this. Yes, God is good. He's a good addition to my life, but I need this. The passage continues in this, in verse 22. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. So Jesus is kind of painting this picture of how sometimes we chase this light that's really not this light. We chase this thing thinking, okay, this is going to take care of me. This is going to bring 
everything that I need. This is going to satisfy me. This is going to take care of me. So, so often I think we live our lives thinking, okay, this, this is going to, to make sure this, if I follow this, if I just get this, if I just have this in my life, then I'll be okay. If I cover all of my needs, then I'll be good. And what, what happens so often is we don't even realize it. We've been chasing the wrong lie. It was this false lie, this thing that we expected, this thing that we hoped was going to bring us something, that we hoped this was going to bring us some joy, this was going to bring us some peace, this, this money what was finally going to help us, these friends, this family what was going to help us once we get to this place, then we can follow God. And, and what, what he's saying is that you might be waiting for all of these things to follow God. But it actually starts the opposite way. It, you start by choosing me. You, you trust me. It, it's through that faith. It, it's through that trust. It, it's through that, that decision that you make that God actually develops something deeper. God develops that perseverance. God develops that character. God brings that hope into your life. It's through that testing of your faith that God actually allows something deeper and something greater. We get so distracted by the needs and the issues of this world that sometimes we forget that God has called us to live our lives this way. And it's not always rational. It's not always the, the thing that makes the most sense at the moment, but, but I, I look back in my life, and if I can just say from my experience, I've never regretted that decision where I've decided, God, I'm going to choose you first. God, God I, just, I just don't know exactly how you're, you're going to come through. I, I feel like I'm riding this line of I don't really have any control, but at the same time, I just believe, God, that you're in control of this, that you have your hand in this, that you wouldn't call me to this if you didn't have a purpose, if you didn't have something greater. I, I just believe that God allows us to go through that because he wants to develop something deeper in our lives. It doesn't always make sense. But God allows that to happen because there's something that happens in that process that reveals who you really are. There's something that goes on through that, that God really shows, okay, this person's faithful. Time will, will tell. Through that testing period, God really shows something greater. And there's just this tension that we live in so often when we follow God of, I have no control, but at the same time, I'm following this God that has always had control. That is allowing me to go through this test, not to break me, not to stop me, not to mess me up, but he wants to elevate me to something greater. Nathan, if you want to come up, we're going to close real quick, but, but I had this thought, kind of a ridiculous thought. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm not a big baby person. Anybody? No, you don't have to raise your hand. That'd be weird. But, but here's the thing about me. I'm the youngest in my family. Like, like I'm the youngest brother. I was one of the youngest cousins. It was like, I was always around older people. And, And so when someone hands me a baby, I have no idea what to do. Like nothing against babies. I don't, I don't hate babies. Let me just make that clear. I just don't know what to do with them. All right. So, so here's what happens. I don't know if you've noticed this about CFC, but everybody has babies, like everyone, all right? And, and so they're just everywhere. And what happens is people just hand me babies all the time because they think it's funny. 
And, and, and so here, here's what, what I've noticed a lot of the times. People, people hand me their baby, and, and I'm uncomfortable because I don't know what to do with it. I'm like, so you want to play football or something? I, you can be the football. And, and I don't really know exactly what to do. And, and usually what happens is I'm uncomfortable, and what happens is the baby starts to get uncomfortable. Like if the person holding it is not comfortable, the baby doesn't get comfortable. I'm never going to drop the baby. Just, just, just to be clear, I have a perfect record of holding babies. Never dropped one once so far. Just kidding. But, but I've never dropped a baby. And what I've noticed is as they get uncomfortable... They, they start screaming, they start wanting something else, and they start flailing, like they might even hit me every now and then. They do like a little squirm, and they kind of like try and find a way out. And it's in that moment where I'm like, okay, this is weird, but I can't let go because that would be really bad. And this baby really wants to get out of the situation because it's uncomfortable, but, but it's going to be better if you don't let go. If you just stay in this place, it feels really uncomfortable, but you're safer where you are. I want you to understand this in your lives. It might feel uncomfortable. It might feel like there is no control in this situation and what you're going through. But I just believe that if God is allowing you to go through this, he has a purpose. He has a plan. There is a reason for that test. It is only a test. God is not trying to trap you. God is not this person that wants to see you fail. He actually allows you to go through that because he wants to elevate you to something more. He wants to elevate you to something greater. So if you're facing something right now, if you're looking at your life and thinking, God, I wish this wasn't here. God, I wish I didn't have to face this. I know it's painful. I know it's difficult. But God allows that to happen because he wants to take you deeper. He has a purpose. He has a plan. He has a calling on your life. And I just imagine what would happen with a group of people that would just say, God has a calling for my life. I'm not going to allow this challenge. I'm not going to allow this difficulty hold me back from living the life that God has called me to live. It is a test, and I believe that God has a purpose. If God brought me to this point, he's going to give me a way through it. He has a plan in store for my life.